What up? What up? What up? Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Asbrox Bengals Thoughts, presented to you by Impact Sports Cincinnati. My name is Chris Asbrock, and I am here to discuss the Bengals-Browns game from Paul Brown Stadium. It took place yesterday, Sunday, November 7th, and I am joined once again by my esteemed colleague, Nick Semino. Nick, welcome back to the show, my friend. How are you? Not too bad, Chris. Thanks for having me. You know, it's, it's nice. It's always nicer to be here on a Monday when we're talking about a victory, but we're talking. About, we're once again talking about a loss on this Monday, so it's not, <laughs> it's not that good of a you know of a good of a day. But you know, well, we, yeah. we, it, it all depends on how we respond from here going forward. Now, in my book, well, you know what? That's it. That's pretty much it. You know, we can just call it the uh, call it the podcast because that's pretty much what the uh, the theme of it's going to be is how absolutely response. Well, you know, last and and. The last episode that I discussed the Bengals Jets game, I, I that was my whole thing was this team had to respond. I didn't think much of the loss to the Jets. I didn't put as much stock into it as I know you. You put a lot more stock into it than I did, um, and I guess I'm here to say, well, man, maybe you were right. Um, I, I just I, like I like I said going into the um, the the initial game um, after after the Bengals had beaten the Ravens, you know. We go up. We're five and two. We're all. I mean, the whole city's excited. I mean, it's it's all Bengals all now. You know, the Reds. You know, obviously we're starting to you know do a rebuild again now. You know, with Nick leaving town and obviously the trade of Tucker Barnhart. You know, the organization making some moves because of money choices. You know, FC Cincinnati not playing well. So <laughs> the city the city was alive with you know with the Bengals football and they were they were five and two. Everyone's excited. I mean, ESPN's talking about him. Everyone's talking about him, and it's like, how are they going to respond? And like I told you that week before going to the Jets game, I just didn't I didn't have a good feeling going into the Jets game. I really didn't. I just felt that, you know, uh, I, I think we were, were such a young team still and that I just think the over the, just the overconfidence got to this team. And I just think, I mean, and I think it did in some ways. I mean, especially, you know, the simple fact that you, you talked about the Jets last week. I mean, I wasn't with you when you talked about them, but, you know, having an 11-point lead and letting that go in five minutes, that's something a young team can do. I mean, and I mean, that's something, you know, those are, those are road bumps along the way. I sort of expected a loss like that, you know, and I think you did too. I mean, with nobody in this team, even people who are on Twitter, I mean, nobody in their right mind expected us to be five and four at this point right now. I mean, and I'm ecstatic the fact we're, I mean, as much as I'm, I mean, I get mad and I get, I think the, I get, I, I get a little over adversity when, when we lose, but I mean, it's because I'm such a passionate person for the Bengals. I mean, not being from Cincinnati, you know, I'm from upstate New York and I'm a diehard Bengals fan, have been my whole life. except. We, when you see the team finally turn the corner and they lose, it's like, oh, man, you, you really take it out. I mean, I get really frustrated, you know what I mean? Even though I'm not even part of the team, but I get frustrated. Well, see, that's the beauty of living here my entire life is you become numb as all hell um, to really anything Cincinnati sports related. Like, I've learned I can't have nice things. And, um, you know, I'm truly lucky that, you know, I grew up – I obviously grew up here in Cincinnati. I'm a big Cincinnati sports fan obviously, but I've, I've, I've got, I, I've been really lucky that I've got, you know, Colorado is such a big part of my life that I've got, you know, I've got some Colorado teams that I follow, but they've become such a gong show. And I'm beginning to wonder if it's me because <laughs> man, I'm, I'm bringing everything down. This is pretty depressing, but you know, like I say, you know, we discussed the Jets game last week or I discussed the Jets game last week and we, you know, we, 
you know, we always talk about, like I said, you know, we always joke about how we talk every day about this kind of stuff. But the thing with this football team, again, we're five and two a couple weeks ago going into the Jets game. Again, like you said, we're, you know, we're riding high. You know, fans are all jacked up. You know, it's just we, we were the we were the we were the darlings of the NFL for seven days. Well, yeah, <laughs> boy. And here's the thing, and you know, it's funny. Like I said, we were talking about it earlier today, and I've said it before numerous times. Any given Sunday, that's Absolutely. really what this comes yeah. down to. I mean, we saw what happened yesterday. You know, with uh, just around the league. Yep. Again, I didn't put much stock into, you know, a lot of people I heard, you know, were saying, oh, the Bengals overlooked the Jets. No, they didn't. They didn't. Because you don't overlook a team and then you're up, you know, by 11 points with a couple minutes to go and then blow it. That's not overlooking a team. That's but, but, taking your but, foot but, off I mean, the gas and getting I, – I feel you know, the only reason – and I'll tell you one thing, I mean, listen, I was hurry for the Jets talk, but I feel the only reason we lose that Jets game and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, and I think you'll probably feel the same way as Mike Hillens. The Mike Hillen tackle was a blown call that the tackle he did was not, you know, egregious. He did lower his head, but he didn't lower his head to initiate contact. He lowered his head to get a tackle with. I think if that call doesn't take place, that's that. correct me if I'm wrong. That was third down, right? Yeah, the Bengals had stopped them on that third down. That's what I'm saying. They what? stopped them right there. We get the ball back. And I'm pretty sure we would score, and I think the game we would have won that game. So we basically, we lose that game merely based off a, off a bad call by the NFL. So, I mean, it's not like that game was out of our reach. I mean, it's – and I mean, and then we come to this week and we lose to, we lose to the Cleveland Browns. And here's every, the every team has one bad loss this season. I don't care who you are. Like I said, we were talking about this a little while ago, I mean. Cleveland lost two, three weeks ago to the Arizona Cardinals by roughly the same points. They lost by 20, 20, 22 points. We lost by 23 here. So, I mean, are we are they are, are they just as bad as we are? No. It's, everyone has that one bad week where, you know what, you don't show up, unfortunately. And that's the best way to say it. We didn't show up this week. We showed no, up and we, we laid an egg. We, we, we had turnovers. We had bad plays. And it just – Cleveland came out and they rocked. Good, yeah. Good night, Cleveland. You know, and here's the thing, and I was one that I, I picked Cleveland to win the division. I've said it going in. I think they are a much, much better team than people give them credit for. Uh, obviously, defensively, that team's nasty. I mean, they really are. Uh, oh, we got Miles yeah, Garrett and they're, Jadavion they're, Clowney. They're, 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 top, they're top five defense, absolutely. Oh, they're, oh, they're, and, they're and, and one thing people don't notice, and I mean, obviously, with more, obviously what you and I do, obviously, you know, a lot of other fans who follow them as much as we do, is that Cleveland's a lot far along in their rebuild process than we are. I oh, mean, Baker, Baker's been there for five seasons. And that, that, that alone right there, I mean, that's he's got three years on he's got three years on Burrow. And I mean he's got veteran receivers. He has Jarvis Landry. He's got these guys. We have we have a rookie receiver and we have a first year receiver is our two best receivers right now. And we have to have Tyler Boyd, but he's only in his fifth year. He's been in the league just as long as Baker has. You know what I mean? So it's we're still a really young, young team. I mean, our best defensive players, you know, Sam Hubbard, five years. Trey Hendrickson, I think he's been in the league maybe maybe four years. I mean, it's, I mean, we're a very, very young football team. We have to have a, few, a dash and a few veterans here and there. We do have, um, obviously, we have Riley Reef on the offensive line, who's, you know, a 10-year veteran. We have Devon Bell on defense, I believe, who's been in the league six, maybe seven years. But other than that, we don't have much veteran team guys. We're a very young team, and it's just a matter of responding. And I, and honestly, like I said, 
going into the Brown week, I told you at the beginning of the week that I didn't like the Bengals in this game. I felt they would lose this game. I really did. I just felt this wasn't a, g- a good game for them just because and, – and I know you're going to disagree with me because you think this is – yes, they are the same old Bengals. They're not the Marvin Lewis Bengals. But it seems like this team in general always has that one game a year where they have the oh, woe is me game. And I think they felt they lost the Jets, who were a team that was inferior to them, who had one win, and they lost to them. They're like, oh, well, you know, here we go now. We're going to start losing again. Oh, woe is me. And what do they do? Kind of as they come out and lay an egg. Yeah, it's but me. here's the thing, though. I don't think that is necessarily the case completely. Because, again, on that first drive, the Bengals drive right down the field with – I mean, with ease. And, I mean, it was, I mean, pure dissection of that defense by the Bengals offense. you got to give props to the Bengals, uh, the coaching staff for the play calls. Great job by Zach Taylor on that first drive. And then the wheels fell off. I mean, absolutely. I agree. 100%. I mean, because on that drive, I mean, just, I mean, it started off with a mix and run, two yards. Mix and uh, next one yard run. Joe Burrow, T. Higgins for 11. Then Joe Joe Burrow to Mixon for eleven, Joe Burrow to Joe Mixon for another nine, then P Ryan for two, Higgins for twenty, Burrow to Chase for fifteen, Chase though then a right end no gain, then they had an incomplete pass to Uzama, then he then the, the, what really killed the drive besides the interception was on third and goal, they get the Burrow gets sacked for a negative eight yards and the only reason then then that, that plays re- reverted back because of a defensive offside but. I think that sack right there sort of threw us off a little bit because the very next play, you know, Denzel Ward gets the interception for 99 yards. But you're right. There was no negative plays on that drive at all. It was all positive plays. It was. And like I said, they were doing it with – it was pure dissection, which was, again, it was just incredibly impressive to watch them do that. And, again, you could just kind of feel – and I got to give – I have to give a special shout out here. I told you about these guys. The guys, you know, we've got season tickets. We're in section 149. Um, the crew around us is just awesome. I mean, we got a really good group of people around us. I mean, you've you've sat down there with yep. me. I mean, you oh, know yeah. the crew. So, but so, definitely, definitely some of the best people you can sit around. Absolutely. Every bit. There was a, a group of Browns fans who sat directly behind us, and I've got to give these dudes credit. They were awesome to sit by. They were so much fun to deal with. You know, we're going back and forth, busting each other's balls. Like, the way it should be done, in a, like, in a game. And I told them, you know, hey, you know, I'm kind of going off track here. But, you know, we were talking. I was like, you know, hey, for you guys to come down here, spend your hard-earned money, drive all the way down here from Cleveland to watch your team play, dude, more power to you. And I was like, I'm not going to harass you by any means. You know, and they were really appreciative of it. They were awesome. Like I said, we're going back and forth just – and it was really funny because and, and for the most and, and for the most part, most I mean, generally most Bengals fans are pretty good with opposing teams fans for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. As long as you know, as long as you and it's it should be like this with any girl, as long as you're not a complete ass overall in any you know what I'm saying? Like now, now we obviously we I, I I had a bad experience earlier this year at the Jaguar yeah, where I had the guy in front of me and that guy in front of me honestly was a Jaguar fan. Like, and I told you he did nothing wrong, that guy. He did nothing wrong. He was just there to cheer on his team. And there were just guys who were around him that had been drinking a tad too much, and they harassed the guy. And obviously, yeah. once he had beer thrown on him, he reacted. And I mean, anybody's going to react for something like that. But it's awesome to see, you know, these Cleveland fans come down. They filled up the stadium. They always do. They travel well. Yeah. And they come down. They just, they just want to watch football. You know what I mean? Like, and they came down to watch a game, and they came down to watch a good game for their team. Well, you know, it was funny because, yeah, I mean, part of that story, the guy was like, I, you know, I took 
uh, the older gentleman I was talking to. I mean, there was um, there were two older, like older guys. I'd say um, probably sixties. I would say, and then they had a younger guy, and then like a, I would say like a teenage, maybe not a teenage, but maybe late teens, early twenties um, kid with them or whatever. And it was really funny because I, you know, I as we were talking about, you know, like I said about how you know, thanks for coming down or whatever. And the guy was like, well. He goes, we might be leaving a little early. And I go, well, in all fairness, I said, I'm really, hope- I'm really hoping you guys leave early. And I was like, I kind of hope you leave miserable. And he started laughing. He goes, well, we're not going to leave that early. He's like, unless you're willing to drive us back up to Cleveland. I, you know, we were just kind of going like that. And then literally, the, you know, the game starts and we're driving down the field. And like I said, then that Denzel Ward pick six. And I turn around to him and I look at my watch. And I'm like, all right, guys. I'm like, it's 110. You guys got to go. And it was just, I mean, because you get, I mean, we could tell that that completely changed the whole mood in the stadium. It was one of those type situations. And even though, you know, even though it was, like I said, the Bengals got to the point to where they were tied, you know, like I said, at one point to where it was a 7-7 game at one point. It just never felt like – because the Bengals, you know, they were dominating for that entire first quarter, which was funny because, like I said, that was another thing. I was looking. I was like, man, we are wiping you guys all over the field here, you know, based off of time possession. Like I said, that was one of those things where, you know, we're just joking back and forth. But, man, I mean, you look at the end of the quarter. I mean, it was 7-7 at the end of the first. You know, the Bengals, again, were just – I mean, they flat out dominated. They, I mean, they were dominating time possession. They had – 10 minutes, I mean, 10 minutes and 50 seconds of possession. You know, they were they ran nine total plays compared to just three for the Browns. Again, like that, and, it, and you just – you felt good or you felt like you should be feeling better than what it was. Mm-hmm, I agree. It, just, it never – it just never felt like this game was was in reach, even though at one point, like I said, it was tied 7-7 because then once – after that, we never even got even remotely close. But, and that's where you have to give Cleveland. I'm gonna give them props, like I said, because that's a that's a damn good football team. It really, truly is, in my opinion. Now, I've been called haters by, you know, I hate Ohio State and the Browns by people who I know are both fan. I'm like, no, again, Nick, you know me. I give credit where it's due. I try to be as realistic as possible. Try to be straight down the middle when it comes to this stuff, like. You know, I've said it all along, and I, you know, the thing about Baker Mayfield, you know, Baker, I got to give the guy props. He was 14 to 21, didn't have to do much yesterday. 218 yards, he had two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice, and a quarterback rating of 132.6. That's not a bad day. Like I said, he didn't have to do much. And I, but I mean, he didn't have to do much. And I mean, like you said, at the end of the first quarter, it's 7 7, right? Yes. Okay. So now basically you roll into the second quarter where this is where the game got out of hand. We lose the second quarter 17 to three. So this is where we lost the game. But if you look at the drive charts and I'm sure you have it up in front of you, Cleveland didn't do much in the second quarter. I mean, first, first, their first drive in the second quarter, six plays, 28 yards. They punt. We get the ball right back. We do five plays, 20 yards. So we didn't do much either. (laughs) The very next drive is when Cleveland has two plays, 70 yards where they hit people's for the long drive. But it was just, you know, a, a miscommunication. And, and I listened to Luana Rumo today. And Eli, Eli Apple was pretty close, but not close enough. But he blames the safeties on that. So so there's a mistake on our part. 
So then you have a very next scenario next play. The Bengals three plays, six yards, we throw an interception. So we, we shoot ourselves in the foot. So that basically gives the you know the ball back to Cleveland. Cleveland only has run, runs four plays there for two yards. They didn't they didn't, they didn't move the football. We get the ball back, three plays, no yards. So three and out, we're done. Cleveland, the very next play, three plays, negative four yards. They didn't move the ball. We get the ball back, seven plays, 60 yards. So, I mean, it, if you look at the drive, I mean, it's, I mean, it was because of, you know, the turnovers and mistakes on our part that, that the second hand, got, the second player got a corner. So, I mean, was this, the score doesn't dictate everything because that second quarter was, the score makes it look erroneous. But we just make it look bad because of what happened there. You know what I mean? Well, it's bad. You know, you, yeah, you're right. I mean, but again, here's the thing. This team just, I mean, they flat out, you know, they they couldn't get, uh, they couldn't get out of their own way. Absolutely. And, I mean, and, and down the stretch, I mean, Cleveland misses a field goal. They get another touchdown. They get a punt. And again, but I mean, it's just that, you know, too many missed opportunities, too many mistakes on our part. It's just, and, and give Cleveland props. They capitalized on our mistakes. I mean, they truly didn't have, I mean, if you look at their drive threats, I mean, even, even the last three of the game, the last drive of the game was three pop plays, eight yards, but they were ahead of the lead. They didn't need really to do anything. Even the one before that, six plays, 30 yards. So that was five yards of play. So they're not even moving the football that far. The one before that, nine, nine plays, 48 yards. So, I mean, they're going five yards of play. I mean, we were literally giving them ball, a ball with a short field every single time. You know what I mean? It's, it's, and, yeah, no, it's and, and that's the maddening part because because I mean the, the Browns didn't need to do much because we were giving we, a lot of these these drives were short drives because of what they were dictating with the defense and the way, the way we were playing. So it's you're not going to win games like this. It, once again, we're a young football team. It all comes down to now is how we respond to this loss. Well, and exactly. And I mean, like like you said earlier on the phone, is that. This is the, the bye we couldn't have come any better. You, know, you got to sit down. You got to regroup. You got to look yourself in the mirror. Who are we as a football team? Are we the team that beat the, the Ravens 41-17 three weeks ago? Or are we the team that lost to the Browns 41-16? Which team are we? I mean, there's, there's people on both sides of the fence right now. We're, 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 the, we're the team that lost to the Browns. I don't think we're the team that lost to the Browns. I told you that earlier. Do, yeah. I think we're the team that be, do I think we're the team that beat the Ravens? No, I don't think we're the team that beat the Ravens. I think we're more of the Minnesota, that, that team – I think we're close to being the team that beat Detroit 33 to 13, whatever it was. I think we're closer to that. We're definitely not the Cleveland Browns. That is not our game. I mean, I think we'll regroup. I think we'll get a few guys back from injury. And then we, we return from the, after the bye this week, which gives us a chance, like I said, rebound and then be prepared for the Raiders. And like I told you earlier, I, I, I love us in the Raiders game. I really do. I think, I think, I think we'll respond against the Raiders. I think we'll, I think we'll be pissed off. And I think, I think we'll be ready. And I mean, I think we really think because, like I, like I was saying, and I, I didn't forget my note for today, is that we trounced the Ravens 41-17. to 17. What happens the very next game for the Ravens? They turn around and they beat the Vikings. And they responded. They had great offense. They did everything. They defense stepped up what they needed to do, and they did what they had to do to win the game. The Ravens didn't, didn't give the whole, oh, woe was me situation. They, not, they responded to the loss, and they moved forward. That's how the Bengals got to have it. Well, I'm proud of you for for keeping your point. That was good. That was. I, got, you know, I told you. I, I told you to it. It. Yeah, I told you to put that bad boy in your back pocket, and you did. I, got, I, got, I had it. Like I said, I mean, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great point. Is how you respond after a loss, and I mean, like the Baltimore did it very easily, and they respond and still lead in the division. They, you know, good for you know. I mean, it's, it's all how we respond to, to that loss, and I mean, I still think you know. I think I think today's you know yesterday's loss was an anomaly. 
And I mean, there's people out there that'll say that, you know, that we're the bungles again. <laughs> we're definitely not the bungles. I mean, we, no. we, we have Joe Burrow, we have Jamar Chase, we have Trey Henderson, we have probably the best safety tandem in the NFL with, you know, with, with Jesse Bates and, you know, and Von, and Von Bell. There's teams in the NFL that would love to have our safeties. You know what I mean? And then even our cornerbacks aren't bad. I mean, Chinny, I mean, yes, Trey Wayne is, is a lost cause. We all know it. Um, everybody knows that now. Um, Mike Hillen, he's a, he's a, he's a veteran. He loves to play and he's great and he's there. I mean, yeah, Eli Apple's been there, has better games, had a bad, you know, had a bad play in this game. But I mean, we have two other guys who they brought up. Vernon Hargraves is going to be, he's going to be there after the, after the bye. By Trey Flowers will know the offense after, you know, Trey will know the defense after the bye. We're going to be prepared after the bye to, you know, to, to play teams. We're going to be ready. And I mean, we'll have guys on defense. Everyone, pretty much everybody on defense, correct me if I'm wrong, is healthy, right? Except well, for Trey. Well, um, oh, Akeem Davis Gaither went down with an injury. I forget exactly what that was. Yeah, and, I, and according to Zach Taylor today in his press conference, he's dated. He's he, he's week to week. Okay, so that could be you know that could change. And Brandon Wilson obviously tore his ACL. He's yeah, he's out for the season. Yeah, that was a bummer, man. I feel so bad. I hate seeing that. That's just that's a bummer. So, um, but I think outside of that, I want to say for the most part they're pretty healthy. Yeah, and um, their defense is pretty healthy. Like I said. I, 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 I think going into Oakland, I think they're, they're going to play test. I think they're going to play. I think, they'll, I think they'll be very prepared going into this game. I really do. Well, that's what I said about this one. And here we are talking about a 41 to 16 ass whooping at the hands of the Browns. So, Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> no, but here's the, again, you know, again, aside from that, though, I, you know, I think that again, I, this team is, they're more towards, they're not this game. They're not this game here. That's not this Bengals team. No. And I, I think, again, you know, if, if you sat down and split up, the, you know, both teams and, you know, and you, you, you kind of compared them both, I think they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty darn similar. I think that – and, I mean, I predicted a 20-17 to 17 victory over, you know, yesterday for the Bengals. Obviously, it wasn't close. But I think that is a more realistic – result for these two teams is a 20 to 17 game it could go either way I'm not saying it's the Bengals every time but it could go either way but the Bengals in this game like I said they they flat out they gave this game to the Browns and you got to give the Browns all the credit in the world because they flat out took it like I said they they cap they capitalized on everything that we did wrong and I mean and that's what you're you're supposed to do you're supposed to good good on them for capitalizing good on them yeah I mean, and that's the thing is, you know, I'm not, you know, it sounds, it's sounding like we're taking away credit from the Browns and we're not. I'm not. Because, you know, they, you know, any Browns fans that are going to listen to this, you know, we're not taking any credit away from, from you all. guys at all on this one because you guys flat out came in there and, and, and it to beat it. us. Yeah. It's, you know, our simple thing is, you know, hey, it's good teams take advantage of, the opportunities that are presented to them and the Bengals did or the Bengals handed the Browns some opportunities and man, like, next thing you like, know, it's a 41 like 16 I mean, game. But, I mean, but like we were saying outside of Nick Chubb, I mean, it, it, it wasn't a stellar, you know, stat day for any Browns player except for out Nick Chubb. I mean, you know, 14 carries for 37 yards, 137 yards. Okay. That's 9.8 yards of carry for two touchdowns. But let's not, let's, let's look back at that though. And obviously, you're at being at the game. He has a carry, one carry for 70 yards. Okay, yeah. That means, that means the rest of the game, he had 13 carries for 67 yards. 
So well, he was exactly besides, besides one yard, he was besides one play, which we let, which we very, very, very seldomly do. We we, we went not. I mean, we this this game was it was truly an anomaly. Go back and look at the stats. I mean, it, whether you know if you're a Bengals fan, look at it. We don't give up. We don't tend to give up a big play. We don't anyway, all season long. We've been good about not giving up big plays. In this in this game alone, we gave up two big plays: a seventy yard run and a sixty yard pass. And when you give up two big plays like that, Chris, what's tend to, how's it? How's your game going to end up end up going for you? It's well, it's not going to go good. Yeah, usually doesn't go. You have two big plays. Game, you're going to lose. You're going to tend to lose those games. I mean, you've given up two easy touchdowns generally. And I mean, if you give up two easy touchdowns, you're generally not going to win a game. So it's it's that easy. I mean, like I said, but I mean, besides Chubb, I mean, their receivers. I mean, Donovan People Jones, two catches for 86 yards, but he had the one 60 yarder. Other than that, I mean. The next leading receiver was Nick Chubb with 26 yards receiving. And it's like the, the stat lines aren't there. It's because the reason the stats aren't there is because we were giving the Browns short field way too many times. And, and once again, Browns fans, good on you. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. They got the short field and they scored the touchdown. They got the short field, they scored the touchdown. They're there. Well, uh, exactly. And he, I mean, you know me, like every time I do every show we do, you know, I always look at the 10 longest plays for the Cleveland or for each team. And the ones over 20 yards are the ones I really tend to circle. And the Browns had seven of their 10 longest plays were of 20 yards or more. Now, two of those were completely, I would say, I don't want to say an anomaly, but those are two outliers. You had a 70-yard run and a 60-yard pass. Outside of that, it was 26-yard pass to Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yep. A 23-yard pass uh, to Nick Chubb. And then Nick Chubb had a run for 22 yards, uh, a uh, Baker Mayfield pass for 22 yards, and then a another pass um, to Bryant for 21 yards. So seven of their 10 plays were of 20 or more. But Nick Chubb was a big part of those. His, he had three of those. Yep. And Donovan Peoples-Jones had two of them. But the rest of them were it was 15, 8, and 13. So outside of those two big plays there. They didn't do much. I mean, no, and that's, you know, and it's, it's going to throw a little bit of a, a wrench into the number of, you know, the total average gain per offensive play was 7.8 yards yep. for the Browns. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, like we back to Dick Chubb. I mean, yeah, the 70-yard run, you take that away. He has 13 carries for 67 yards, which is still five yards. It's 5.15 yards per carry. That's still too much. I mean, I give a defense give up. You, you can't give up five yards a carry. You can't do it. I mean, well, yeah, you're, you're, you can't yeah. do that again. He's, he's having five yards a carry, I mean, which is a chunk. I mean, heck, for each two for every two runs, he's getting a first down. So, I mean, you can't let that happen. I mean, but I mean, I, like I said, I mean, there's a couple. I mean, we're not going like to say I don't want to call them outliers, but they are outliers compared to the rest of the stats. Is that the 70 yard run and that 60 yard pass? I mean, that truly were difference makers. And and you know what? And both of those were due to mistakes. Yep. On the run, that was two missed tackles mm-hmm. by you know on, on the Bengals, and boom. And Nick Chubb is a guy. Trust me. If you miss a tackle, guess what? He's, he's a it. Oh, and Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the league. I mean, and we, he's one that you have to fear. It doesn't matter who you are. And this this Bengals team does a really a pretty good job of handling the run. And Nick Chubb, I mean, in all fairness, he 
he made some plays against this team, as you would expect yep. a top running back and, in this league to do. And that's exactly and, what happened. And, absolutely. Like, like I said, I mean, and we, we've been pretty good of stout about stopping the run all year long. I mean, he's this—he's only the second running back to to eclipse 100 yards on us. And bingo. The other the other running back was you know who that is right? Um, yeah. Um, no. Um, shoot. Oh. Um, Green Bay. Aaron Jones. I can't want to say Amon Jones, and, but yeah. And he, and, he, and he went 14 carries for 103 yards. Okay. But, but how do you get that 103 yards? Once again, we give up one big play that game, and it's to Aaron Jones. He rushes for 57 yards. So outside of that, outside of that, he rushed for a total of 46 yards on 13 carries. We stopped him. And, and once again, that Aaron Jones long run was a fact of, once again, it was, it was two missed tackles. If you remember that game, it was two missed tackles again because of that. I mean, we're, I mean, we're so close to stopping these things and like letting things get out of hand, but I mean, we we let things get out of hand against you know, obviously we let them get out of hand against Cleveland and it's, it was a domino effect. It was one bad it was one bad drive after another and just everything steamrolled and it just got out of hand. And like I said, I don't expect to see that happen again. I think they'll be very well prepared the second half of the season because when you get punched in the face, you can respond one of two ways. Well, you can exactly. either you can either you can either you can either fall fall down and retreat or you can continue to go forward. And I mean, and this is the, you're going to figure out who this team is now. I mean, do they want to move forward and, you know, punch out the people in the face? Or do you want to keep, you know, taking punches? That's, I mean, you got to respond one of two ways now. And I well, think this young team with Joe Burrow, who he is, he's definitely a, he's, he's definitely a swinger. So, I mean, I, I have faith in Joe Burrow moving this team forward. I'm, I'm with you on that. But also a side note, a little, a little caveat with that is, you know, we talk about the Cleveland Browns and their stats offensively. But let's be real. Due to the turnovers – they had short fields. That's what I'm saying. They had so, short I mean, fields every time. This, yeah, so it's, I mean, you know, the 60-yard, the you know, that was, they got the ball on their own 40-yard line. That's when the 60-yard the uh, touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. You know, then they had the fumble where they had the, the, the Jamar Chase fumble. And they got the ball at the Bengals 30. So, there you go. You only have to go 30 yards, but they end up with a field goal on that one. Yep. Interception, you got the ball back at the eight. You know, you got the ball back on downs in the fourth quarter at the 30-yard line. Mm-hmm. Took, I mean, so there – we didn't – again, you know, we keep saying we – you know, we did, We certainly didn't help this ourselves. That's looks, obvious. This score looks a lot – like I said, this score is, looks bad because of what we gave to this team. And, and I, I, know, I know we keep saying that. And I don't want to take anything away from the Browns. The Browns won this game. But the Browns did what they needed to do because of short fields here. And it's just like I mean, and I'm watching. I'm, re- I'm rewatching the replay of uh, Eli Apple getting burned by Peoples there. And I mean, he literally just. I mean, he he walked right by him. I mean, Eli Apple just let Peoples Jones walk right by him. Oh, he did. He I'm, totally watching, did. I'm watching the play right now. I mean, it's literally that bad. He walks right by him. Well, yeah, and that's oh, that's mighty mighty frustrating. But let's take a look real quick, and you know, this is something I, I do want to discuss here is what. The okay, Joe Burrow right now leads the NFL in interceptions. Dude is, let's put it, let's be real. Yesterday, Joe Burrow was awful, he wasn't very good. Um, 28 of 40, 282 yards, sacked five times, had two interceptions, a quarterback rating of 59. Again, Joe Burrow wasn't very good yesterday. 
plain and simple. He stares down Jamar Chase in that first play, or that first the interception, the the pick six. That didn't help as it and then he gets put on ice skates right at the end, which in all fairness, I don't want Joe Burrow trying to tackle Denzel Ward on an interception like that. I would like I would I would prefer to see somebody else trying to make the tackle. Uh, but instead Joe Burrow was put on ice skates by Denzel Ward and he made him eat it. So but again, you know, Joe Burrow, how concerned are you with all these interceptions that he's thrown so far? Because he's been chucking up a bunch of them. I mean, he's got he's, he's got he's got eleven on the season, and that's only through nine games. And I mean, he played ten games last year as a rookie, and he only had five interceptions. Exactly. Are you and concerned? Are you concerned that he's? And you know, my next point is that he's staring down his boy a little too much. He's trying to force it into his boy Jamar Chase. I, I, I really, I, I truly, truly think he is trying to force it into Jamar Chase uh, too much now. I mean, I, and like I said, it's because he's got such a rapport with him, and he thinks that. You know, Jamar is going to do everything, but the, the talent or the talent on the opposite side of the field now is just as good. And I mean, at the Joe's, I mean, I know Joe realized that because Joe's a very smart quarterback. Um, but and I understand he thinks his guy could beat his guy every time, but he's got to start looking to other guys. I mean, there was literally Tyler Boyd got two targets yesterday for one catch. For Tyler, Bo- Tyler Boyd could be a pro bowler on some other teams right now. Tyler Boyd. And this is where, and you know, we haven't heard anything bad coming out of it. And that makes, you know, that makes me smile, makes me happy that he's not a diva. He's a, I mean, he's one of the captains. And Tyler Boyd has not bitched or moaned at all about his lack of targets in a position that is normally a diva position. You know, mm-hmm. he hasn't, he hasn't complained once. You look at the targets yeah. here. T. Higgins targeted eight times yesterday, hauled in six. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, 13 targets, only hauled in six. Mixon targeted five, and he caught all five. C.J. Uh, CJ Uzama, five, and he hauled in four. Drew freaking Sample was targeted more times than Tyler Boyd. That's embarrassing. Samaje Pirine was targeted more times than Tyler Boyd. Now, I don't mind the Samaj P. Ryan one because that's, you know, sometimes when you're in the backfield and stuff like, you know, when you're working the running backs in, I, that doesn't, it's not as alarming, but Drew freaking sample mm-hmm. over Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, again, two targets, one reception for 11 yards. That is Tyler freaking Boyd, my friend. I know. I mean, but that's I mean, gotta, what, man, what, that can't happen. It what can't. hurts is, I mean, if you go to look at the season stats, okay, this season, Jamar Chase has been targeted 73 times. He has 44 receptions. So he roughly has 29, you know, miss, miss, miss receptions. T. Higgins has 57 targets. Now, this now remind you, 57. So he's only 16 below Jamar Chase. Dude, he has two less games played. He could probably be above. He, he might be above Jamar Chase if he plays those two games. So, I mean, T. Higgins, honestly, he, he's on par with Jamar. So, let's be honest. So, that's even with those two. But Tyler Boyd, through nine games, only has 55 targets. He's 20 below Jamar Chase. That's – I mean, I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's just absurd. That's, that's and he's got 38 catches. So, I mean, he's, he's, only, he's only missed 17 of his, um, you know, off receptions. I mean, there's 17, you know, whether it be a drop or, you know, you know just an overthrow, whatever it may be. But 17, I mean – Tyler, Jamar Chase is 30 different. There's a difference of 30. It, that, he's, he's pretty much – anytime Boyd's getting it, he's getting it. 
whereas Chase is not so much there. I mean, it, and it's not, and I'm, I'm not going to blame it on Chase because we, we all love Jamar Chase. The city, the city still loves Jamar Chase, but it's getting to the point now where Joe Burrow is looking for Jamar Chase early, often in all game because he trusts him. He really does. And I mean, it's it's I hope hope and pray that for the next game. I mean, Tyler Boyd comes out and balls out. I really do. I mean, but. Other than that, I mean, on the season, those three guys are pretty much your main three targets. I mean, Uzama's been targeted 28 times. 28 times, 25 receptions. He has only, only three three misses there. Um, Joe Mixon, 26 targets, 22 receptions. Not very bad. Chris Evans is nine for nine. Um, he run 15 for 12. So he's only got three difference there. Same thing with Sample, eight for five. Mike Thomas, six for four. I mean, and he got and take, he's had four targets. He's caught three of them. And Trent Irwin, one, one target, one reception. Darn right he is. There we go. There you go. But is it alarming? Should we be concerned at the lack of targets for Tyler Boyd? Is there something more possibly going on behind the scenes? You know what I I'm saying? Like, I, think, I, I think there might be. And I, I think – and we, we've talked about this in the past is that Tyler Boyd is one of the very few guys on the team left that are still – let's be honest, they're Marvin Lewis guys. And – yeah, but damn it, that doesn't like I don't like that part. I don't care. Like, I know, I know, I know. We don't. You know? It, it seems like that most of the guys that have become that are guys from that from Marvin Lewis. It seems like they, that it almost seems like you know not so much not so much Burrow, but it almost seems like that the play calls coming from Zach Taylor are going to the guys that are more likely his guys. T Higgins is his guy. Jamar Chase is his guy. Uzama is not his guy, but I mean, neither is Mixon. But I mean, Chris Evans. I mean, all these other guys are his guys. You know, Mike Thomas, other so on and so forth. These guys are all his guys. And I mean, I feel bad for Tyler Boyd because honestly, he's he's a, he's a, literally he could be a Pro Bowler on other teams. Like I said, and I mean, I hope we start to use him a little bit more because he's. I mean, let's be honest here, he's a reliable receiver. He doesn't drop it. He he's always doing everything to get open. I mean, and I think for us to to get back on the winning way, I think Tyler Boyd has to become more of the game plan and start getting back into the game. Exactly. And here's the thing: Do you want to win football games, or do you want to prove a point by going with just my guys? I'm sorry. I, I, Tyler so Boyd's a proven receiver in this league. I mean, t- t- Jamar Chase has 835 yards receiving on the season, okay? Yep. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd combined have 840, so only five yards more combined. And, again, I'm not I'm not going to take anything away from Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase I'm not. A, we, we, we all know it. he's an elite receiver. He's going to be the number one receiver for the next 10 years. You know it. I know it. He's going to be with Joe. That's going to be Joe's guy. But you need to start to – pump the brakes anywhere i mean adam thielen has you know his sec he has justin jefferson he has the other guy that they constantly go to and they work him in i mean you go over to the rams you know you've got cooper cup yes that, that that's that's stafford's guy but he still goes to robert woods and his other guys he makes it work it's joe joe burrow needs to look at that you know okay i, I can go to jamar chase he's my guy but you know what in order to get jamar chase to Baltimore, you're going to start to have to go to other receivers to, to, to tell other teams i can go to other guys besides jamar because the there jets the Jets and the Browns both said, "You know what? We know who your guy is. You're gonna you're gonna go to Jamar. That's your boy. You're gonna go to him." And th- these teams know it now. And, I, and, and and let's be honest, the Raiders are gonna think the same thing. You know what? You're gonna go to your guy. You're gonna go to Jamar. So I mean, I, I, I mean, I hope for the life of me that Tyler Boyd and Higgins get involved in the next couple of games because I think if they do, I think that lightens the load on Jamar, and I think they'll I think teams will start to back off on Jamar, and we can get back to rolling again. Because here's the thing, you've got a plethora of weapons on this football team. You do. You've yeah. got Jamar Chase. You've got uh, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Chris Evans, Samaj P. Ryan, uh, C.J. Uzama. You've got those guys. 
Utilize them. Utilize all of them. It only makes everyone else better. That's yep. how, and that's what drives me nuts. But here's the thing, too. And like we were just saying earlier at the beginning of the show, this bye week is coming at the perfect time. Again, yep. for everyone, for Joe Burrow. Okay, hey, let me regroup. I've been chucking up interceptions like, like crazy. Let me take a step back. For yep. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase has had a couple bad drops in the last couple weeks. Remember, the drops – in, in preseason and, and during camp, those were a huge talking point. They went away. And, he, you know, he, he started to tear it up. Now they're kind of creeping back in here. Yep. Just kind of take – this is, like I said, this is the perfect time. Take a deep breath. Take a step back. Regroup. Now, now, does, every, now does every team where we're going to go up in the second half of the season have, you know, a Denzel Ward? No. No, I mean we're, we're, we literally we, we we're going to play the Raiders next. The Raiders have their two their two starting cornerbacks are Nate Hobbs, who's the fifth who's a fifth round draft pick, okay. And so I mean, which now he's been thrown into the starting lineup because of the whole Arnett you know, release. Um, Jeez, yeah. And the other cornerback is Casey Hayward Jr., who is a from 2012, so he's a, he's a ten year veteran, so he's an older guy. But I mean, yeah. those, those guys aren't Denzel Ward. I mean, could and, and this game alone could let's be honest. Can Joe Burrow get away with trying to throw to you know his boy Jamar Chase again? Probably because in this game we can get away with it because they don't have the top-notch corners to really do what they do. But he's going to have to be aware of who the opponent is and what he needs to do. And I'm hoping he starts to look at that because in a game like this, they don't have the corners that are going to be capable of our receivers. I mean, the Tyler Boyd should blow up in a game like this. I mean, they're, I mean, they literally after those two guys, they have, uh, let's see here, Brandon Faison and Meek Robinson. They have a lot of guys on IR for cornerbacks. This is a game we should feast throwing the football feast, and I hope they do. And I mean, yes, their defensive line is another defensive line we're going to have to worry about. They have Max Crosby, they have Quentin Jefferson, they have Jonathan Hankins, and they have Yanu- yeah, what's his name, Yannick, what's his name, Nagu- 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 um, yeah. yeah. But they also have Carl Nassif, they have uh, Clyman Farrell, they have Solomon Thomas. Um, they've got Corey Littleton, a right linebacker, and you know how much I love Corey Littleton; he's my guy. Um, <laughs> Denzel Denzel Perriam, and then they also have KJ Wright, another guy I absolutely love. So I mean. They're a good overall defense. Their cornerbacks are a little weak. I mean, but they make up with the defensive line and their linebackers. But I mean, yep. this is a game, and I hate to say it, this is a game we should look at and we should win. And I mean, I know, I mean, you say every given week, yes, any any team can win. But pure talent wise, should we win this game, Chris? Every bit. Absolutely, we should win this game without with ease. I don't think it'll be with ease. I I do. I have predicted to you, and I told you this already. I do like us in this game. I mean, I don't see why we shouldn't win this game. Their, their, their offensive line is made up of guys that are, I mean, journeymen. I think our defensive line should have no issues getting pressured on Derek Carr. Um, Josh Jacobs, I mean, he's a good running back. He's not Nick Chubb. Their receivers are Brian Edwards, Zay Jones, and Renfro. I mean, there's no, – sorry for those guys. I mean, yes, are they good? Yes, but are they – I mean, there's no guy in there that's like Jarvis Landry. I mean, there's no top-notch guy there. I mean, their yeah. tight end is one – the tight end is the guy we need to worry about, though. Like, I mean, we had to worry about Mark Andrews. Darren Waller is a baller. Well, their top guy was, you know, subsequently. Um, no longer with Yeah, after, you know, that horrible situation, the, the felony of the eye and the. I mean, they bring in Deshaun Jackson. So I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot about Deshaun. But I mean, Deshaun, well, Deshaun, yeah. Deshaun's an 11, 12 year vet. He's not who he used to be. I mean, so, I mean, he'll be out there. I mean, you know, and we'll, th- you know, we'll throw, you know, let's, you know, Mike Kellen will be on him most of the game because he is a, he is now a, slot receiver at his age, you know, Deshaun Jackson. But 
this is a game we should win. But I mean, perfect bye week. And um, I'm going to give you my closing time here, Chris, because I know we're coming up towards the end of here. But um, I think, you know, obviously there's, you know, me and we talk about this all the time. I, I, I do get frustrated, you know, and you try, try to get me <laughs> off the, the deep end. And I do get frustrated from week to week. That's, that's because I like, I love this team so much. I mean, I mean, outside of football, I mean, yeah, I follow other sports, but you know me. I mean, I, I, I live and die with the Bengals. This is my team. It's been since I was a little boy. And I just, I mean, I love them so much. And it's just a team I really, really respond to. I know we're better than what happened the past two games. And it just pisses me off to see us play like that because I know we're better than that. Um, yeah. It's, you know, five and two was a team where, you know, was, was, was amazing. And it was, it was definitely better than who we truly were. And I mean, I, I we're five and four right now. If, if Chris, if you, if I told you at the beginning of the season after nine games, be five and four, what would you have said? Give it to me. Um, well, I probably, I probably would have taken it. Um, I get, it's kind of hard really to, to kind of go back because we've seen what this team can do. I know what they should do. And, you know, before we switch to the last topic, which I know I, you know, here in just a minute, but real quick before we switch topics, you know, we're five and four right now. Is it playoffs or bust? For Zach Taylor? Yeah. I mean, like I, I said, I, I, have to think it is like I, saying, I, tr- I truly, truly feel that if the Bengals can come out of this bye like the Ravens did, and they came out of their bye. And forgot about that loss. You know what? We, we, we put the loss behind us. We move forward, and they, they, beat the, they beat the Vikings. If the Bengals can come out and beat the beat the, the pants off the Raiders, you know, either it's a close game or a blowout. I mean, I don't care what it is, as long as it's a victory. We can win that game, then we come home. And, we, you know, the fans will really be hyped up then. You know, all right, we got, we're back on track here. They come home, they play Pittsburgh, team we've already beaten once, a team we probably should beat again. And I think if we could, if we can beat Pittsburgh, I think we're right back on track where we need to be. I think we're a playoff team. Then I really do. I think we're a playoff team. Because that out, second half of the schedule isn't as daunting as it first. No, appeared. it's not. I mean, we, we got. I mean, the Chargers have literally they've they've slowed down. They become. I mean, they they won yesterday, but it was a, a last second victory. They didn't win by much. Uh, we put we played the we played the Forty ers who have become an average football team. I mean, so I mean, it's not that daunting of a task, like you said. I mean, and the Chiefs are they're barely scoring anymore. So I mean. It's really not that daunting. We play, we play the Ravens at home again, which we've seen to be okay with the Ravens now. So it's like, there's a good chance, but it all depends how we come out of this bye. And I, I hope for for me, I, I have a good faith, and I think we I think we turn around. But if that doesn't happen, we come out and we lay an egg. And I think we, we end up losing that Raiders game. We lose lose the Pittsburgh game. I don't think we'll win another game this season. And I think I think Zach will be out. I really do. Uh, Zach will have to be out because you cannot justify bringing him back. No, there's a really what. I mean, because I mean, what can he? What what would you bring him back for? I mean, what can he do that he hasn't already done? I mean, well, you know what I mean. It's it's already over and done. I mean, so obviously he wouldn't be responding to him. So it's time to move on to someone who maybe we, we can respond to. And that would mean that this team completely fell off the cliff. And yep. I mean, let's be real. So, well, real quick before we start, I want I do want to touch on a nice little tweet that decided to um, to surface earlier today by a media member in Cleveland, who was talking about our good old, good old friend, Tony DeTiger. And um, you know what, Nick, are you able to read that tweet for me? Because I don't have it like I thought I did. Hold on, I'll get it up right now. Hold on, I got to get it up right now. I just yeah, because to- I, I can't, um, suddenly now I, you know, I really killed everything there by not, uh, but not being able to locate it, like I, I literally had it already. But let's um, see if I get in here. So then, oh, but it was one. Oh, here we go. 
because I, I want to give the guy, I want to, you know, his name and everything like that. He covers the uh, the Cleveland Guardians, you know, formerly the Cleveland Indians. And I just want to. So he puts this tweet out, basically blasting Tony the Tiger, who Bengals fans, you know exactly who Tony is. Um, just an incredible, an incredible man. This guy does so much for the, you know, for the, you know, for the Cincinnati community. And, uh, you know, at the tailgate yesterday at Bengal Jim's tailgate, uh, he had a, a, a whiskey barrel um, lid that he had like engraved with the Bengals logo on it. Uh, incredible. And they did a raffle for, uh, for veterans and veterans could come up there and, you know, get your, you know, get your raffle ticket or whatever. And, uh, you know, putting a drawing to, uh, to win this that, you know, that Tony did. And, you know, so that's the kind of guy Tony is. And he was seen on TV uh, last or yesterday during the game, obviously in full, in full garb. And this, this as, he, as he always is. I mean, if, you, yeah. if, you've been, if you've been following us all season, he's literally been seen pretty much every game, even road games. He'll be seen, whether it be, I mean, I, I remember seeing him at the Jets game. I remember seeing him at the, uh, the Detroit game. He's been, he's been, he's been seen pretty much every single game. This guy. He's been like that for years now. I mean, as long as, you know, as long as I can remember and yeah, he gets put on blast by this Cleveland, uh, Media member, I Nick, do you have the tweet up or? Yeah, I, you know what? I'm trying okay. to get it up and right now for some other reason. I'm not <laughs> able to get on that. For some other reason, my Twitter is not because I normally get on my phone and I'm trying to get on right now on my computer. And of course, my computer is not cooperating. But what it says, say, yeah, was, yeah. it was, it said, what type of man and or woman would do this? And it was a picture of him. And that just, and I, the, the problem is, like I said, I wish I would have written it down because I can't find, like, I want to get, you know, put this guy's name out there, but. You know, I just – it's like, come on. And, you know, it, it, it drove me nuts. And I saw a lot of Browns fans saying that, oh, you're just mad because you lost. No, this has nothing to do with it. You know, I'm all for banter going back and forth and stuff like that. But seriously, like this has – you cannot blast somebody like this when your fan base, for one, dresses like dogs and they bark like dogs. You've got – you know, you cover the Cleveland Guardians, formerly the Cleveland Indians, and you had guys that are dressed up as Indians with face paint on. Come on, you can't have it both ways, man. And no, so this dude, he he gets it out there, and unfortunately, like I said, with Twitter not working for us, yeah, definitely not working for me right now. Yeah, we're we're unable to uh, you know to really you know say and give the guy his, you know his name and everything like that. But I just, I mean, it's one of the situations, man. Like you know, we had talked about earlier. Because this really blew up earlier this afternoon uh, after you put it out there. And it was kind of like, I mean, like, who the hell do you think you are? Like, it just, I, I just, I wasn't a fan of it. I thought it was in, in poor taste, um, especially from a media member. Man, you got to be better than that. I mean, it's like, come on. I Again, you don't know the guy. Tony is, like I said, for all he's done, dude's incredible. And, you know, a great representation of the Bengals fan base and everything like that out in the community. Great guy. I mean, phenomenal, 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 phenomenal guy for what he's done for the organization. He just loves his team. And he's, he's, he's the way – if, you, if you, want, you want to see your, you know, your kids and stuff like that, 
with how you should be as a fan. You, that's this is a guy you want to show him. This guy does everything right. He's all about the fan. He's been a fan for I mean I, th- I think upwards of 35, 40 years. I mean most of his life he's been a fan, and he's, he he lo- and he loves the game and he, and he loves the Bengals. And I mean you know what I do. I mean I'm the same way as him. And like for somebody to come out in there and just disrespect him like that was just totally totally uncalled for. And, and normally I wouldn't touch on that kind of stuff because it, it's it's social media and social media, especially Twitter, is an absolute cesspool. But I, I, I wanted to talk about it just because it comes from a media member. And then the other crap coming out that was spewed by the Browns fans. Come on, guys. Like, seriously, again, when you're like when your fan base barks like dogs and, and dresses up like a dog, like, like, seriously, come on now. Like, it's you can't have it both ways, folks. Like, it's not it's not how this works. Definitely, so Definitely not. Yeah, I just kind of want to get that out of there just because I thought, like I said, it was in poor taste overall. Like I said, especially coming from a guy who covers the Cleveland Guardians as a member of the media, dude, be better than that. So, um, mm-hmm. I yeah, agree. I, uh, I, so I, I guess that's just how we're going to leave it. But again, Bengals get absolutely pounded this, uh, this, uh, this last week. Uh, man, it was rough, but you know, hey, thank goodness the the buy comes when it does, and you know, hopefully, we're going to see now, like you know, like you were saying, Nick. Hopefully we'll see him, you know, rebound and, uh, you know, and come out, you know, in, in a couple of weeks with a huge victory over the, the Las Vegas Raiders. So, uh, with that being said, I mean, you got anything else before we, uh, before we close? No, out? I, think, I think we covered everything. So thanks, Chris. Yeah, no problem at all. And as always, thank you guys so much for, for your support and everything like that. As always, make sure you check out the website at www.iscincy.com. You can follow us on Twitter at I am Chris Asbrock at iscincy. And uh, you can follow Nick as well at CincyZZ on Twitter. And as always, for all your fitness needs, make sure you check out FNX Fit. That is www.fnxfit.com. That is www.fnxfit.com. And for 15% off of your purchase, use the promo code BDiesel. So, as always, again, thank you guys so much for your support. Nick, thank you so much, man, for joining Thanks, me. Chris. And, yeah, we'll be back in a couple weeks. And, everyone, uh, stay tuned as I'll be coming out with another show here in a couple of days to take a look back at the college football playoff ranking. So stay tuned as that will be out Wednesday or Thursday. So, as enjoy always, the, thank you guys. Enjoy the, enjoy the bye week. Yes. Everyone take care and have yourselves a fantastic rest of your week. See you, everybody. Yeah.